Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. This is podcast number 12. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen and we hope that you'll be blessed by what we'll be sharing today. We are following up our Sabbath Live presentation on corporate prayer. That presentation was on March the 4th, 2020, where we were talking about disruptive innovation and corporate prayer. But today we're following the Sabbath Live uh, video, and we're doing a podcast on the topic of corporate prayer. We have five pastors in the room today, and we uh, want to go around the room, let everybody introduce themselves. It's going to be a, a good podcast today because they have a lot to share, a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, experience. So we'll begin with Jared, if you could introduce yourself and uh, your name and your church and how long you've been there, and then we'll go around the room. Okay. My name is Jared Kress. I've uh, been nine months at Calvary Hills Baptist Church on the West 1604 Loop, San Antonio, Texas. Glad to be here. I'm Jacob Oladipuko uh, from Great Commission Christian Church. We are nature plant. Almost two years we started the church. We located at South San Antonio. My name is David Thompson. I'm the pastor of Northside Community Church uh, here down the street from Saba on West Avenue. I've been there for about 13 years. And I'm Rick Hudson. I'm the pastor at Lackland Baptist Church here in San Antonio. Been here uh, just celebrated 10 years last month. Well, we have a, a good topic today, the topic of, of corporate prayer. One of the things that uh, we have been talking about uh, off the, the microphone is in our office and in a lot of our discussions is that we have a, a lot of churches that are plateaued and dying. Lifeway did a recent study. It was released in 2019, March of 2019, revealed that 70% of the churches that were surveyed are either plateaued or dying. We, uh, we have an issue that we need to address, and we feel like that corporate prayer plays an important part in the vitality of a local church. If a church is praying, God will be answering and giving vitality, and uh, the church will be a vibrant church. So we're going to kick off that topic today with our first question. How often does your church gather together for prayer? Is it once a week, once a month? Is it structured? How often does your church gather together for prayer? Well, I'll go ahead and answer that question. As far as at Northside, we've tried to develop uh, not just a culture of prayer, but to be a praying church, not just a church that prays once in a while. And some of the things that we've done to implement that is to have a Wednesday night prayer meeting. So we do meet at 6 in the evening till 7 uh, to have a Wednesday night prayer meeting before our Wednesday night services. We've got several things going on, but before we do those things, it's our time of corporate prayer. People will pray for a specified amount of time uh, individually. So we have instrumental music going on. But then we come together uh, towards the latter part of that hour to come and pray corporately together for the needs of the ministry, uh, the church at large in San Antonio, the United States, and even our brothers and sisters around the world. Another thing that we have done is implemented uh, drive-through prayer, and that has been going on for several years. 
uh, one of our pastors, Pastor Dan, one of our deacons, Deacon Frank, they are there at the church Monday through Friday from 7 to 10.30 in the morning, and people will drive up to the church parking lot. They'll be able to express their needs, and they will definitely pray with them, but they also present the gospel and let the people know that their greatest need uh, that they do have is their need to be reconciled to God through Christ, and so they definitely do present the gospel at that time. Also on Sunday mornings, uh, while I'm preaching, there is always somebody in the back praying for me, interceding while the service is going on, praying for me, interceding in regards to those that have come in to hear the message for that Sunday morning. And even before we do start Sunday service, a group of leaders will come to the back even before service, and we will definitely pray together and intercede and just ask for the Lord's blessing and the Lord's presence to move in a powerful way. Another thing that we've recently established is an intercessory prayer team. It's about uh, eight people, so we have another deacon that's leading that, Deacon Kim, and he's enlisted some others whom he felt led of the Lord to enlist, and that will be another addition to our, our prayer strategies at Northside. Good, good. Yeah. David, I've got a question about the uh, uh, the drive-by or the drive-up prayers. Uh, sure. how, can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Do the people just stay in their cars when they drive up, or do they get out to come into the building? How does that work? They actually have a pop-up tent that's set up in the okay. parking lot. They do have a sign uh, that lets people know there is drive-through prayer. And so people have the option. They can wait in their car, and the brothers will go over there and, and pray with them, uh, Sometimes they do get off the vehicle. They have some extra chairs, you know, around the area where they're sitting, and they'll have a conversation. Those persons will present their need. Many times they're actually on the way to a, a doctor's visit. They got some bad news. They got, you know, a phone call saying, hey, it's right, a possibility right. of maybe cancer, things of that nature. Okay. So those are some of the situations. That so, so they drive up to the tent then, basically, and the guys are there, and then they minister from that point? Yes, sir. Great. That's a really cool idea. I'll, I'll brag on uh, Dr. Horn here for a second. Uh, at, at Calvary Hills, uh, in the interim period that before I was there, uh, they were without a pastor for a little bit, and the, the Wednesday prayer meeting had sort of dried up, and I, I think it kind of ceased to exist. And I know, Dr. Horn, you came at one point and preached a message mm -hmm. on the power of prayer, and it motivated the church to restart, before I got there, um, a praise and prayer service. So I got to inherit the beginning of that, so I take zero credit, uh, but they had about six to eight folks that were just really passionate about it. And sort of one of the patriarchs of the church uh, also joined in with that meeting and uh, just was committed to getting that going again. And it was so great to kind of walk into that of at least a small group of people really dedicated to prayer. And so we've seen that grow. Um, I think we're, you know, probably a normal Wednesday or 35 people or so since that point. And so uh, it's kind of created a that the prayer meeting at our church is the fun place to be. It's a really cool place to be. Everyone loves to, to go. There's a lot of excitement about it. So um, we do have a Wednesday prayer meeting, and um, we also have begun doing the 24-hour prayer cycle where you pray, sign up. And uh, really, one really cool thing about that, we were doing um, 24 people sign up for 24 hours. We're going big. We're going for 30 minutes of prayer for 48 people. So that's coming soon. I just was like, man, what do we do to amp that up? And so we uh, we decided to do that. So next time it might be 48, 48. We'll really go big. Go but big we, or go home. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to get as many people as possible involved in prayer. And so that was just one small way. And then I'm sure a lot of churches have this, uh, not revolutionary, but a, uh, a Facebook prayer group where you can have... Right. 
the people of the church some form to submit prayer where, you know, it's sort of they moderate some parts of it. Um, that way we don't have to be completely the, the middleman on everything. But that's worked really well for us, too. Good. Yeah, we, God has been helping us in also at the Great Commission Christian Church. We do meet every Wednesday from 6 to 7 for prayer <laughs> meeting. And uh, always put it on the Facebook Live. We pray together as the church. And uh, every year also we begin the year with prayers and fasting. And we meet every evening by 6 to 7 o'clock except on Sunday when we will be having worship, worship service on every week in the month of January. So it has been the blessings and the God has been using it to steer and to gear our people up and to pray, to know how to pray and to, to keep on going and focus on God as they spend the rest of their years in working with God. So we we notice that the prayer has been, people have been coming with testimony of what God has been doing as a result of that prayers. And some people have been encouraged uh, to stay focused irrespective of what they are going through. So, and now God is bringing the revival of prayer back into our church recently. Thank you. Yeah, our church has been been real traditional, I guess, as far as uh, prayer meetings and things. We will have our prayer meetings on Wednesday nights, and and sometimes we we have just prayer. Sometimes we do Bible study, and and it it hasn't been as consistent as far as prayer meeting as I'd like to see it. Uh, but we we did start about a year ago, Jared, the 24-hour prayer time as well. Mm-hmm. And our folks sign up for an hour, and then they go. And we, we've got more than the 24, so we've got several hours during the day when we've got we have four or five people who are praying for an hour. You can't and, double book. It's not allowed. I'm sorry? <laughs> no, I'm just, that yeah. sounds a good, a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it's working out well, but, uh, you know, we, we, we got to the place where we felt that a need to do another day. So we went to the first Wednesday, the second or the third Wednesday, and eventually I'd like to see, you know, seven days a week, yeah. 24 hours a day, having people praying. Uh, and that's, uh, but that's, and, and although that's, that is corporate, we're not all in the same room. We're not in the same place. And there's something that's really important about getting people together and praying. And uh, it's, uh, there's an exciting element and <clears throat> dynamic involved there. There, 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 I think there is something important when the pastor leads and everybody gets in the same room. And it's a, a congregational-wide effort. Um, we, we know in our churches, if the pastor's not behind it, it's not really going to work. Yeah. You know, if yeah. the pastor delegates that to somebody, it's not going to work as much as if the pastor's up front leading it. And the churches that I've been in where the pastor led it, Everybody got in the room, and we had a structured, a structured prayer time. <clears throat> it it made such such a difference, because you could actually see people, you could hear them pray, you could be encouraged by their prayers. It it, it just creates a, a whole lot of uh, camaraderie. Community, it creates right. body life. Um, in the, <clears throat> I remember being in a church that that had morning prayer. And sometimes during the worship service, because they they would go two hours, sometimes 30, 45 minute um, altar call, because it was so long, You sometimes you need to get up and go to the restroom. And it was nothing to, to walk out of the sanctuary in the hallway, and there's a group of, of ladies over in the corner praying for each other. Somebody's got a need, 
or they're, they're sick or their child's sick. Uh, also, I remember we would have times where we'd have the Lord's Supper as, as a church and the elders would stand down front and it was a corporate thing and it wasn't just, you know, passing out the grape and the, the bread, uh, grape juice and the bread, but it was very spiritual and you could take your, your children, your family, whatever, and you could get corporate prayer where the, the elders would pray for you. Um, it was just a great time. And it's, uh, it's really important. So let me throw out another question. When your church gathers to pray, what does that look like? Is it a structured like the Lord's Prayer? Is it uh, divided up into segments? When we ask our people to pray for an hour, do we give them some type of a guide? Uh, wh what does that look like? Yeah. And at Great Commission Christian Church, God has been helping us to look at different ways of prayers when we gather together for prayer. Most of the things that we also do is that we want to, we, we discover that there is no need for us to leave our children also behind. We teach them how to stay focused in the place of prayer. No matter how small they are, we know that if they will grow up in this kind of uh, discipline life in the place of prayer, uh, it will be very, very good for their lives as they begin to grow up. So we also try to make sure that they know how to pray, they see us praying, and they participate. Sometimes we call them to start prayer, and they pray the way they can. Then when they pray the way they can, then we, the adults, also come, we pray together. Sometimes we... The pastor starts, we open the Word of God, and we bring prayer from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We pray the scripture verses by verses, mm -hmm. and we pull out the prayers for the congregation to pray for their lives, for their family, and for the kingdom. So we want people to know that prayer is not just something that you just say from your head. We are praying the Word of God back to God. So sometimes we stand in the front as pastor and take the passage that the God will be leading us. And from there, we lead the congregation into prayers. Another time we ask each and every member also to participate, that each and every one pray as the Spirit of God leads. So but we make sure that whatever we are doing, we include everybody both young and the old, and we create this kind of atmosphere of prayer. And there's one of the testimonies that we have found in this matter is that sometimes we, we put it on the Facebook Live, and people join. Sometimes we put it on the phone. Some people call outside the state. Some, some people from Arizona, some from Fort Worth, they join this prayer. I think when we did this thing last year, January, after we finish one month, at the last day of the month, somebody from Arizona said, there is no reason for us to stop this thing. He said, look, we are stopping for this month. So he said he will be joining every week. So that is the reason why each time we gather every Wednesday, she's always on the line to join. So they enjoy this kind of thing. We discover that there is a way God will use this kind of thing, not only to affect those that are in our congregation, even people that are outside 
can be blessed when we grow in this kind of atmosphere of prayer as a church. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Generally, when we have a, our prayer time, uh, Dr. Horn, we'll have a, we'll have a prayer list uh, that, that we've put together for, for folks in the church that have specific prayer needs. And, and a lot of times that's, that's the sick and the ailing, and, and, and we, we certainly pray for them because we believe God's the healer. Mm -hmm. But we, we also, then I'll direct them into different areas. And it, as you know, uh, we're part of San Antonio Praise, and they have a, they have a, a guide, a prayer guide to help us get through the hour as it as it is, yeah, and it's it's very good, and and it has passages of scripture as well that we pray through, as, and uh, I, I will lead the people through those those times of prayers as, as well. Uh, we don't we don't normally just have a uh, free for all kind of prayer time. I mean, it's yeah. more structured and and directed. I think the book you're talking about is by Dick Eastman called mm -hmm. "The Hour That Changes the World," mm -hmm. and it has a a prayer circle. And each one, each section is, what, six or seven six, minutes? Six, seven minutes, right, right. And it goes from confession, praying the scripture, watching intercession, petition, and so on. Right. And it, it really is a good, simple guide right. to... Um, well, a lot of our people, when I first started talking about praying for an hour, they said, oh, my soul, we can't pray for an hour. I mean, 10 minutes maybe, yeah. and uh, because we keep repeating ourselves until we started using this guide, this prayer circle. Yep. And uh, and now our people, my people are coming back saying, we don't have enough time. I need two hours. I need uh, more. I said, you don't have to stop after an hour. Go yeah. ahead and pray. But it takes, you know, they get involved in that. Uh, yeah, there's no time. time limit on it. That's right. Well, we're toward the end of our first podcast, and I'd like to go around the room and let everybody share one final thought from just the two questions that we talked about so far. So... What would, uh, what would you like to share as we end this podcast? Uh, I would say that um, the way that, that people pray uh, in front of one another matters, and, and that's something I shared earlier, but I want to say it again. It, it's important for people to hear other people pray within your church body because uh, certain things are caught rather than taught, and prayer, I think, is one of those things that's really important to observe and see people you respect doing, and, and then you can model after that. You mean more than saying, God bless the gift and the giver? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Try to work out those <laughs> little phrases. direct us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we want to say that God has ordained corporate prayer. God has ordained corporate prayer of the church as a means of demonstrating his mighty work. Wow. And this is the reason why the church just needs to, to go into prayer. Right. Good. Hmm. So I was reading uh, today's reading, this uh, personal reading plan that I, I use here. And it was talking about in Mark chapter 11, where Jesus said, My house will be called a house of prayer. Okay. He didn't say house of preaching, or good Bible <laughs> studies, and things of that nature. But it's amazing that here is, you know, God in the flesh describing what the church should look like, that his house should be called a house of prayer. And I would just remind us that that is, that is a holy calling for us as pastors and ministries, that our churches, well, not our church, but his church, the church that he has called us to oversee or to shepherd, that it would be known as such, a house of prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know we can do what we can do, and uh, in our churches, and and sometimes that's significant. Sometimes, I mean, just what we can do uh, with programs and and plans and and implementing, uh, you know, plan your work and work in your plan. Those things are important, and 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 all. But without prayer, there's no power behind it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's really kind of the missing element, I think, in our in our churches. Well, thank you for listening. One final thought that we all want to give you is no matter the size of your church, the size of your budget, the size of your parking lot, or how many you have on Sunday morning sitting in your pews, your church can pray. It doesn't cost anything other than just the time or effort. And we want to encourage all of our churches in our city and across our state and nation We need a disruptive innovation, and that is corporate prayer. That's where we need to begin. That's not the only thing that we we encourage to happen in our churches, but that's the first place that we want to begin, where we we gather together, whether we we sit, we kneel, we lie on the floor, but we get before God and ask Him to move. And we want to leave that thought with you. No matter how big your church is, you can do something in the area of prayer. Thank you for listening. Next week's podcast will be a continuation of our discussion on corporate prayer. Once again, thank you for listening, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.